Anyway, that's essentially what we're doing here. The thing about the aces is that uh, in every tarot system, I don't know of any other, I don't know of any exceptions to this. In every tarot system, the aces represent either a beginning or an abundance, and this is a problem. Thank you for being here. Thank you for people who are here at the workshop. If you're hearing this on the recording, uh, we have a video version and uh, an audio version and um, you can find them at either itunes or on the advanced tarotsecrets.com website we'll be doing question and answer later but i want to do a quick discussion on the aces themselves and i've got gretchen's deck up here so keep in mind that this is one of my students gretchen um she took Pamela's line art, which is, you know, been public domain forever, because that's why we have so many publishers printing the the pictorial key to the tarot throughout history. And she decided that she was going to recolor them by hand. Um, Obviously, she had the help of a computer. But when you think about this, it's easy to say, okay, she just did some blue here and some green here. When you look at all of the little small places that she had to put in all of this color, especially look at all these red dots. Can you imagine having to do all that? And again, 78 times, these particular images are are, um, rather uh, simple. But in some of the other ones, like, I don't know, well, even, even here in the King of Wands, I would imagine. Wait, where's the King of Wands? He showed up somewhere else. There he is. Here, try to bring him up to this. What are you doing? Don't do that. Sorry, Skype is being a pain in the butt. So yeah, see, even the King of Wands here, a lot of detail to put in. So she put in a lot of work, and I really do like this deck. This is the deck that I generally read with now. It's 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 just fun. So if you're deck that you're using has different colors that's good you know via con dios what i'm concerned about here and what i want to let me pop this up here because i would like if i can do this i'd like to be able to doodle let's see if my doodle thing is working it looks like a doodle to me what i want to talk about is how each card impresses your psyche how it affects you I remember years and years ago in my 20s, I was driving through Mexico and I saw a sign like this. God, I can't even draw a hexagon, an octagon, right? Right, there you go. It said A-L-T-O. Now, this was red and the letters were white um, and it was on a, you know, on a fence post. I was not prepared for this. I mean, I was grew up in Los Angeles. I love tacos, have many Hispanic friends. I could speak about maybe 17 words in Spanish, and I could understand maybe 100 or 200. I am certainly no expert on the subject or the culture, but, you know, it's kind of the shadow part of my life, just kind of a background part of like, okay, you know, it's cool. But I crossed the border, and everything's in their language you know i am the foreigner i want to say everything's in a foreign language no it isn't everything's in their language i'm 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 like oh american tourist what the hell am i doing i literally was driving down the road look at me i'm driving to mexico and it's this alto and it's like ah but the thing that saved me from a ticket probably an accident 
is it was an octagon. It was red and it had white letters, had a T and an O right there. I mean, come on. Even if it only had a T and the O, that should have been my clue. Four letters, red sign, really easy. And of course, it was, you know, at an intersection. This is how I learned Spanish. <laughs> I learned Spanish by going, oh, you know what? I should probably stop. And fortunately, I did. But the reason why I bring this up is it was a very visceral experience. And this is exactly how you need to learn the tarot. Fuck the keywords. People put so much faith in logic, you know. Now, look, if you're if you're a rocket scientist or, or a brain surgeon, sure, logic, logic, logic. If you're an accountant, logic, numbers, numbers, math, business, business. Is any of this working? I was uh, Princess Unikini, by the way, if you ever saw the Lego movie. So my experience there was exactly the experience that people encounter all the time, and, and they don't necessarily register it and they certainly don't compare it to the tarot i mean why would they but this is exactly how you need to look at the cards is what does this image command our instincts to feed to our brain to our conscious mind what does this image reach down into our subconscious and say symbolically swords <laughs> i chop i i what is it? he who has the sword makes the rules maybe that's not the way it goes but that's if you got the gold you hire the people who have the swords and they pretty much make the rules or the people with the swords okay, give me your gold and now i make the rules so i think it's nice that he who has the gold makes the rules is the perverted version although correct of the um golden rule at least throughout the history of economics, but really I think it's he who has the, or, or they at this point, right, who has the uh, the sword of the club makes the rules. In that sense, yes, swords and, and clubs or swords and wands indicate violence or authority, action, command. These things we don't even have to think about because this is how, and, and it's less now, you know, we, I'm not one for changing the tarot, but maybe we should make that pistols. I'm, I'm actually going to subject you to my art. I'm just, I'm half-assed doing this. So if we did the ace of pistols, you know, the ace of guns, you know, and, uh, I, I think like the king of guns should definitely have, you know, cross bandoliers and like an AK or a, or, or an AR-15, but, but I think, I'm not telling you how to design a deck, but somebody probably has already done this. But if we were to replace swords with uh, guns, you know, to modernize it so that we can understand, I think, I think a pistol would be here, you know, like a 357 or something, you know, a huge hand cannon. Because we look at swords now, and I mean, if somebody's running down the street with a machete or a sword, it's a good idea to get the fuck out of the way. But throughout history, this was nature's equalizer. This was a huge a huge force in politics and religion. And that, that was pretty much it, you know. Now, much like royalty in America, you know, oh, the Kardashians, oh, the Hiltons or the Trumps or the Bushes or Clintons. I mean, I, you, Kennedys, right? They were, were they supposed to be like America's royalty? And the idea is we fought for independence from royalty and then now our, our idiot kids um, are going, oh, royalty, royalty doesn't make sense 
it is core and central, and God bless every other country on the planet, but it's core and central to the American psyche to fuck royalty. Say, hey, you know what? No, you know, we're all born equal. We may not like it. I'm not saying me, but look around. The world is not quite ready to accept the equality that, that should be there. But we are. We are all born equal. And that's the kind of the point that we're trying to get to. So we reject the idea. So when we, when we, as Americans especially, maybe in other countries too, we look at kings and queens and go, what? So, so the only time we have a card representing a person, yep, here's a person, it's a king or a queen or a knight or a page. Otherwise, it's somebody doing something, right? Or it's a, it's a trump card, also known as the, uh, the quote, major arcana, thanks to a misnomer by Paul Christian. It's got nothing to do with the major secrets of the Egyptians. They had their own thing going on. Uh, they had astrology. They certainly didn't have the tarot. It was, you know, that was um, three to 4,000 years after the Egyptians, depending how far back you want to go back with the Egyptians. You know, so 1450, we had the tarot, right? We didn't have ancient pharaohs back then, not alive ones. So my argument here is that we can modernize the tarot and, and, and people try to, um, and I'm not against it, but what symbols would really speak to us in the modern age? And, and maybe not collectively, maybe because we are so multicultural, obviously, as a, as a planet, no matter how homogenized capitalism has made us, we all have different things that jump out at us. But this sign right here, and I'm sure it is uh, translated, has been translated into innumerable languages, but this octagonal red sign with a white border and, you know, in this case, the four, four white letters. Pretty easy for a dumb American like myself to go, oh, shit, I should probably stop, you know, because it's big, it's red, it's, it's where it should be. So when we're looking to decipher what a card means, uh, obviously, in the in in a reading, and we we cover this in the course and in the black book. You know, go to advancedtarotsecrets.com, go to easytarotlessons.com. We say we have a pecking order, right? You know, what's your what's the question you asked? What's the question that the client asked? Well, what does the card position say? What is the what do other cards relate to this? How do they relate to this? What, how are they influencing this? How does this answer the question itself? Is it upright or reversed? How many cards did you use in your sprite? All these things factor in. But if we're just saying, okay, we're here in practice, what does this card mean? Let's just throw out a meaning. We want to look at the image and have it affect us viscerally. Unfortunately, to some extent, we're dealing with um, what Holly Volley called fakey medievalism. I love that. We need to track her down and say, thank you for that awesome, awesome terminology. No matter where she got it from, I, I got it from her. I think that's awesome. And it is in this case here with this art, which was based off of Itea's art and also based off of the art of famous artists that had nothing to do with the tarot. A lot of it was just stolen from that or, or yeah, stolen, just, just blatantly lifted while that artist was still alive, by the way. See, the, the Two of Wands is a perfect example and compare that to St. Cecilia. I've gone over that several times. Um, but it is, at, at this point, it's a, what do we call that, uh, 19th century? No, no, because it was the early 20th century representation. So, like 1909, right? So, early 20th century representation or view 
of late medieval, early Renaissance lifestyle, which is why we have everybody in peasant clothes, and of course the kings and queens and whatnot. So what are aces and and why do they look like this? Well, in uh, in the cards that came before this, especially the, the Marseille, which was just far and away the most popular because Marseille was a town where they just pumped out cheap French cards so people can play cards. And, and the tarot was the deck. That's that's why we call it tarot, obviously, instead of the tarot cheese, because the, the French influence. Uh, but even, even in uh, Spain, Germany, Belgium, France, obviously, uh, Italy, it, you know, home of the tarot, tarocci, by technically we should all call this the tarocci, um, but, you know, good luck getting everybody to stop calling a burger McDonald's, right? It's, it's in the zeitgeist, it's not going to change. In, in those decks, the aces were just a coin, you know, um, a stick, uh, a sword, and it might have some embellishments, but it was really weight that said, um, Arthur, Arthur had weight. Um, he really, art, art wanted the hand of God. You know, he was good, he was good, solid Catholic. He was also a translator of metaphysical texts. So in a sense, he was a student of metaphysical texts, but in reality, he was just somebody who just copied from one to another over enough times where he was like a surveyor of uh, ancient metaphysical texts. So anyway, um, he took it upon himself to do a tarot for the English or British market specifically. And so he added in these embellishments. Well, we need a hand. We can't just have it floating. Um, and then the trump cards uh, or the major arcana, of course, that was his main focus. And for most of the minor arcana, the extant belief is that he handed Pamela a sheet of card meanings and said, uh, yeah, well, you know, look, you can you can do that. But that wasn't part of the deal. You know, we did. I mean, yes, we we'll probably need art, but this is what I want you to focus on. Uh, and that's why a lot of her stuff is just copied from other people. But, you know, it's terror we have, right? You can't go back and undo history or, or talk, to, talk to dead people. Harry Houdini, you know, uh, proved that. Point here is that with all of that knowledge, we can now look at the aces and say, what does this card mean in a reading? Because there is only one, one coin or pentacle, right? One coop, I'm going to say coop, one, one cup, sword, wand, or pentacle. There's only one of them, so naturally it's going to be larger to take up more space. This is, this is well beyond, or well before the inception of the uh, Waitsmith deck which is on the screen if you're seeing the video of this. And if you're not, it is just four aces. Just pull out your four aces and same exact cards, just slightly different coloring. Or open up a you know, pictorial key to the tarot and just look at the line art. Or, or um, what's his name? Illustrated key to the tarot if you have uh, DeLorence. Just look at the line art. That's all we're looking at here. We have the symbols that early 20th century artists and, and metaphysicians we're viewing as interpretive of a 15th century creation, you know, 1450-ish, and, and trying to look back in history and say, well, this is how it was, and revisionist history being what it is, obviously there's going to be 
mistakes and complaints, which is why um, Holly Volley called it uh, faking medievalism, because it's, it's not really how it was, but this is how we see uh, medieval times um, through the eyes of the tarot. So in this sense, these aces represent abundance because the individual thing is so big. Going back to uh, the why they're so big, it's a theory in uh, advertising uh, called white space, where you know you want you want space, but let's say you have a New York Times, right, or, or any any newspaper. Um, well, you just got a blank page, big giant blank page, right? What are you going to fill it with? Well, if it's an advertisement, you want to put you want to fill up all the space, but you don't want to cram everything together and not have room, visual room to breathe. And so what would happen is you do a, um, a large, uh, it, it, it's, it's kind of like um, an American playing deck, American playing card deck, where the ace of spades is huge, right? Um, and then all the other ones are like little, little tiny. And that's why the ace of spades has got such a word, right? I'm looking for a word. It's a common word. Reputation. How about that? Boy, that was a hard word. Uh, Ace of Spades has, has a reputation, an ominous reputation, because, you know, it's big, it's black, and ooh, it's a spade. Well, Ace of Diamonds, if you did, the, you know, if you switched it and Ace of Diamonds was used, it, it, it would be like having all of these, um, you know, all, all of the uh, wands and cups and, and, and um, sword cards small and the Ace of coins or pentacles huge and, you know and people would infer from that well money money is more important you know uh, if, if the ace of cups was the only one be oh my god love is important love makes the world go around people will find a way to see what they believe and if they're influential enough they will set the tone of what everybody else believes hence the ace of spades so when you see these giant images you know giant hand of god because who else is you know coming out it's a hand coming out of a cloud who else is going to be it's not like red there's not like a, a tail and there's certainly not talons he's got a nice manicure i mean his nail fingernails are all cut and everything obviously never did a hard day of work in his life because when you look at the images there's there's no scars on the hands there's no wrinkles it's, it's a very nice hand right uh, and and a good grip on the uh, ace of swords like like oh I mean, i've gripped some swords before so this this is certainly a masculine thing and um and comfortable with power so of course it's god right and like i said it's coming out of a cloud in each side don't worry too much that it's coming um left or right side of the cloud um if you flip the image over it's you know they, they could all point right they could all point left there's no evidence that we know of to say that pam didn't draw them all coming from the right or coming from the left if you want that was yeah we know it's a rush job and it's not like somebody didn't just flip it over and go yeah let's do that and then add in the uh because she didn't do the lettering obviously you know the lettering done by uh the uh the voice at the uh at the writer uh, well no it wasn't writer it was uh, it was the printer for William Ryder and Son, which became Ryder and Company, which became Ryder much, much later. So we see these large coins, and I mean, we see these large hands, of course, they're Caucasian because, fuck it, that was the worldview of England back then. Thank you very much. Um, 
we have two hands coming from the left, two hands coming from the right. Let's see if we can put this together. The Ace of Swords is right-handed, but the Ace of Wands is either left-handed or image has been reversed. Ace of Cups is right-handed and the Ace of Pentacles is left-handed or been reversed. Now, this doesn't really go with alchemical knowledge. Alchemically, the left hand, because most people are right-handed. Left hand is given to be subdominant, meaning feminine polarity. It's got nothing to do with genders, uh, like like physical genders, not like, you know, oh, men and women. No, feminine polarity is, you know, read a book. It's called the East Square Learn Astrology Ever. So it's the negative polarity or, you know, feminine energy, masculine energy being um, the positive polarity. Again, nothing to do with gender or, or stereotypes. It is literally just the terms we use in astrology and um, in other forms of measurement. But you know, it's, the, it's the terms we're given. So don't, don't sexify them or anything. So um, let's see. Wands and swords should be right-handed if you're ever designing your own tarot deck right left-handed should be cups and pentacles or i would prefer coins only reason why we call them pentacles is because samuel mathers who had nothing to do with anything except you know oh i'm new how did the golden dawn because the two people that founded it died i was just a hanger on right and he was part of that whole cipher manuscript lie look god bless the golden dawn right and and for trying and everything but the cipher manuscript which they based their entire foundation on the total made-up lie um because they needed a gimmick you know they needed something that said hey you know we are in charge and this is why we're in charge and you can come join our club but no one can ever get up to the level we are and that's one of the reasons why mathers destroyed the golden dawn so many times that it fractured and fractured and fractured again that's why we have so many variations of the golden dawn and then subsequent uh, like boda um builders uh, of the Adatum, and then um crowley came and left hello mr fire engine Sorry, I live by the fire station. They're just doing their job. So I guess we should talk about the aces, right? And the essence is that these generally mean abundance because the image is so large. Also, and uh, I, I must have been ignorant to this. I don't know whether the concept of like, like you're number one, meaning you're the best, grew out of cards or if it predates cards probably predates cards but the idea of being at the top you know the king the sultan the, the queen the, the boss in a pyramidal sense in a pyramidal sense you know like a pyramid where you've got um one slot you know capstone right we had that on the pyramid you have one slot at the top and then as you go down more and more bricks in a pyramid that may or may not have anything with the idea that number one was most important uh but in general math number one is a, you know it's nothing less than that than zero and or or fractions or or god forbid negatives that's even worse and everything of course is a factor of one so one is generally the smallest the weakest the least you know 
what is it, Three Dog Night? God, this goes old, right? Even I was a kid when they were doing one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. I mean, it's just since zeitgeist pop culture reference from you know a million years ago that, that validates that one is is inconsequential. But the aces cannot be said to be inconsequential because they're huge and and they got the hand of god i mean you know how many we have angels in the tarot we got one devil we got like five angels so it's much more christian than it's not so don't don't let anybody ever tell you that tarot is demonic because it's not it's it was made by catholics uh for catholics uh it's got nothing but christian symbolism in it uh it's it's pretty jesus-y we even have Judgment Day, right? It's, you know, it's right there. So in that sense, aces, when you view this card, see, we're going back to that. What does your subconscious feed you? What does it say? It should say, wow, that's a giant pizza. That's a, that's a giant coin. I'm just obsessed with pizza, obviously. It's a giant coin or that's a, uh, like Robert Plant said, that's a whole lot of love if you're looking at the Ace of Cups. Uh, I am the law. Do not fuck with the law. That was Metallica, right? There's your Ace of Swords, Ace of Wands. And don't make me come over and kick your ass. Because the, the Ace of Wands is more of a threat. But the Ace of Wands is actual physical action. And this is where we can start to differentiate what is the meaning, the, the theme of the suit, Swords and Wands. This is why aces are so important, because in aces, we don't have the ancillary or subsequent action that we see in a card. Oh, this is happening. That's happening. What we have is just the essence of the suit. So if you want to know what a card means, take some time. This is free advice from the master, he says. Um, but take some time and just relax your brain. Get to know your aces. Walk, you know, buy a tarot deck, throw all the cards away, except for the aces, right? Except for the women folk, except for the aces. It's a uh, blazing saddle, some horrible reference, but still. Keep your aces in your pocket. Check, keep your aces in your pocket, right? Or up your sleeve, right? Ace up your sleeve. Keep your aces with you at all times. And yeah, I'm, I'm serious about this. Just, just look, pull out the aces look at one or look at two or three look at all four just absorb what the difference is what you know what kind of abundance are we looking at here what does the ace of pentacles say about fertility um i believe those are lilies and in the back i believe those are roses in the arch um, and, and I go with that because they do look like star lilies and Arthur Edward Waite and, and the, to, to, to an extent, the Golden Dawn was just obsessed with roses and lilies as their core symbolism. You go into Druidism and talk about the, the red berry and the white berry, the holly berries and the masculine and the feminine. We would have to compare that. Uh, but because of the Celtomania and how popular ever even Crowley was like, oh, I, I'm Celtic, which he wasn't. You know, he just like made that up. His name wasn't fucking Alistair. His name was Ed. Just like Mathers, he wasn't McGregor. 
No, he just made that shit up. His name was Samuel, Samuel Mathers, but he had to be important, so he invented a Scottish clan. Got away with it, too. He was like, oh, no. But history reveals all sins eventually. Point is, it was so exciting to be Celtic at that time. You know, it was kind of like being Egyptian now. Oh, I'm, I'm 17th generation, or I don't know how many generations, 170th generation descended from the Pharaoh. Haha, therefore I am royalty. Get me my chariot. It was so cool back then to be Egyptian or Celtic. This is why the Golden Dawn, they took pictures of themselves in their Egyptian regalia. You can only imagine what they did when they didn't have pictures taken because taking, you know, getting your picture taken back then was a very big deal. And if the, if the one, you know, okay, we got I have like two pictures of you in your life. Oh, make sure one of them, I'm sitting here looking like a dork in 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 my pharaonic outfit look at me i'm so important this is what it means to be magical that, that must mean they were you know they were really obsessed with this so because this was so popular we can say what were the beliefs at that time of the people in the golden dawn and that's where a lot of this symbolism comes from and that's all you have to do. It's, it's not mysterious. Also, what did they steal from Matea, who did his own deck? Uh, he was the first official tarot reader, right? What did they steal from the Marseille deck, the Solabusca deck, the Visconti Sforza deck? In other words, what did they have access to? In the case with the Aces, we have either the lowest common denominator. It's just a one. Sometime, sometimes Aces just mean one. You know, as in less than two, was it not two, not three, not four, not five? I'm never letting LeBron live that down. That was just, that was just being a jerk. Um, and, and obviously he lied. He, he didn't uh, ever win that many championships, even now. Um, Steph Curry on the other hand, right? So here, I want you to understand how to look at the tarot without just reading what somebody wrote that they obviously plagiarized. I don't want you to fall victim to pop culture and the lies of the tarot. And the aces right here are the key. We'll talk about all kinds of other cards. But I'd like you to simplify your life and make it a lot easier by knowing what is the theme of each suit by just looking at the ace. Okay, so again, aces, aces of, ace of pentacles, we have fertility, right? That, that, that works with the earth, element of earth, the giant coin. Money is not the root of evil, nor is it the solution to everything, but it makes everything a lot easier until you know human intervention human insecurity but the idea of having resources means you can do things and you can share things people don't want to again that's the weakness of humanity it's not the weakness of having a lot of resources uh, ace of cups bountiful amounts of energy um don't look at pam's artwork and judge you know like a book by its cover right don't look at the crappiness of some of it and go, uh, 
keep in mind that um, the falling drops of water that are that are symbolic of yods, much like the fire flamelit yods of the Ace of Swords. We don't so much see that in the Ace of Wands unless you're using uh, Paul Foster Case's deck, the Boda deck. He's, he, he was definitely, we need more Kabla. We need more Kabla. So there's a lot more yods there. Um, but, but notice that this is what they were looking for uh, in symbolism. And, and yes, that is the Holy Grail. Um, and so I would say that uh, the Ice of was gold, but the fact that it is silver, at least in Gretchen's deck, um, what I do like is she made uh, the coin in the Ace of Pentacles gray for silver and the cup for silver, because this is, again, silver, feminine metal, uh, gold, masculine metal. Uh, we have the dove, we have the Eucharist, um, so the, the holy baptism, right? We've got the five fingers of the, of the um, two, three, four, five, five fingers of the fountain. So that's, that's, you know, feeding. And, and we do know that this is a freshwater lake uh, in the Ace of Cups because we have lily pads and the fresh water is coming from the, um, the cup and the uh, water droplets symbolizing rain. So there are different things here that should spark something in your imagination when you're practicing and your intuition when you're comparing this card to the question you've asked same thing with its uh ace of swords we have uh what is it the oak leaf the laurel the flamelets look at how harsh the uh background is it is interesting to me that uh, pamela chose to do or pamela or art but but either one of them chose that if you're looking through the arch the Ace of Pentacles, Pentacles is a, is a very Garden of Eden uh, motif because the outside world, we have not the same exact mountains as the Ace of Swords, but presumably because they're, they're, they're jaggedy, they're off in the distance, the world outside this walled garden um, is, is evil and dark and scary. Therefore, you must stay within this um, a sanctuary. So the Ace of Pentacles is a sanctuary, whereas the Ace of Swords, you are out there with no protection. Therefore, the sword is your protection. The Ace of Wands carries a sense of justice and order because we have green grass. We have just enough water, being a, a river, trees, and we have a castle in the background. The, 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 the simple symbology all adds up to there is peace and order in the land in the sense that might has made right, uh, where, where Ace of Swords is much more raw. So if we were to say, what are the themes of the suits? We would say that understanding all Pentacle cards or all coin cards in the, uh, the White Smith deck, at least, carry an undertone. The theme of that suit is abundance, protection, wealth, uh, fertility, um, for, and, and sanctuary in the way that resources create a protective environment, unless it's one of those cards like, let's say, the uh, five of coins where you're out in the snow, everybody else is inside in church, which is a very wealthy establishment, especially when you're talking about the Catholic church. 
especially when you're talking about the Catholic Church, back at the time when this deck was made, circa around 1909. Powerful and wealthy. Uh, cups. Water has always symbolized emotion uh, in metaphysics, emo and generally speaking, the positive aspects of it. And most of the uh, Cups cards are seemingly positive uh, until you reverse them and it's like oh these suck and that's why people don't want it reversed it's like, oh, i don't want to see bad things happen to me oh, fuck you bad stuff happens to everybody so the ace of cups is just symbolic of an abundance of emotion abundance of again it's kind of a sanctuary because we have lily pads everything is is growing nicely if you want you could stretch and say those are lotus flowers but i would argue against that because there's not overt buddhist symbology in the tarot at, at all there's lots of catholic symbolism so it's just more lily pads not necessarily lotus flowers but you know to each own ace of swords notorious for being conflict strife uh just just brutal harsh reality right there's no uh it, it's like si sliding down a slide right you know the playground except the slide uh is made of sandpaper which i wouldn't wish on anybody but but there you go that's that that's the whole essence of the ace of swords it's it's a hard scrabble it's a very hard life and the ace of wands is interesting because it's more about enterprise and action and kind of forging your own way and adventurism so the ace of wands is like the sunshine it's like mars mars rules scorpio the dark side that would be swords and the bright side or light side which is aries it's all mars you know, it's all going to kick your ass. It's all very dangerous. But you have open aggression, open naked aggression, you know, like like uh, Greek soldiers, let's fight naked, you know, run around beating people with their clubs and whatever they beat them with. This is open naked aggression where swords is much more clandestine. You see these themes, once you realize this, you can see them in the suits. And we're not forcing meaning in. So I wanted to take a little time today, show you the aces from a new perspective. Maybe I'll call this podcast um, aces colon a new perspective. I don't know. You figure it out. But I wanted to, to show that to you to help you better understand when you're on the spot, when you're reading, you know, when your ass is on the line, because people are looking at you going, should I believe you? You know, should I pay you? Um, and if you're not, if you know, I'm not into payment. Well, you know, are they saying, wow, I should pay you because you're really good. You know, they want, I want to give you something of value to, to say thank you because I'm expressing my gratitude. Even if you don't want payment, it's nice that they're willing to express that gratitude. But when you are reading for yourself or just examining cards psychologically, what about your self-esteem, your self-worth, frustration at not being able to understand what cards mean? I don't want you frustrated. I want you to understand this, and it's the easiest way. So stick around. That's why, you know, thank you for showing up to the uh, workshop today. And I'm, I'm, please, any questions you have, I see some questions in, in chat. But any questions you have, 
type them in. And then after I pause the podcast, I'll just uh, look over here. All right. As a matter of fact, here, I'm going to do that because we ran really long today. So I'm thank you all for being here. But everybody who is here live, hang out and I will keep talking. Thanks for being here.